Although I didn't know what it was called at the time, I fell in love with forensic psychology after reading Helter Skelter, a book about Charles Manson and his cult. Perhaps that's why I've always had an interest in cults. So when I heard about the case on today's episode, a case about a female cult leader in Southern Florida who is charged with murdering one child and suspected of killing at least two more, I really wanted to talk to someone who had lived through it. For this story, I talked to two adults who experienced a destructive cult through the eyes of a child. It was a place for new beginnings. Men and women who were down on their luck could find refuge at the House of Prayer for All People. Led by their charismatic leader, Mother Anna, the religious boarding home was a place where God-fearing adults struggling with substance abuse, mental health issues, or criminal pasts could put their lives back together. There they shared resources and built a community where all people were welcomed. Mother Anna and her husband, who went by the name Brother Jonah, started the ministry in Waldo, Florida back in 1983, then in 1985 moved it to a rural farmhouse in McCanopy, Florida. Their vision was to provide spiritual and economic security for the troubled flock that followed their teachings of hard work, daily prayer, and frequent Bible study. For Mother Anna, it was the chance for her followers to live like the Book of Acts, where everyone shares everything and no one wants for anything. But like so many controlling religious movements, it took on a life of its own. The House of Prayer for All People started off as a good thing, but by the time it closed down in the mid-1990s, at least two children were dead and others were scarred for life. Before Mother Anna existed, there was just Anna Davidson, who loved disco and partying and lived in Chicago with her children and husband Robert. Though known to her children as a strict disciplinarian, Anna Davidson was not religious. But that all changed in 1973, following Labor Day weekend. Catherine Davidson, the biological daughter of Robert and stepdaughter to Anna, was reported missing along Lake Michigan. The family told investigators that they went to Warren Dunes State Park to enjoy a picnic. After arriving, the siblings went down to the water. Fifteen minutes later, Kathy was gone. The search for her drew hundreds, and helicopter pilots scanned the area, but no trace of Kathy was ever found. Today, Anna's youngest daughter, Joy Fluker, tells a different story. Although Joy had not been born at the time of Kathy's death, she told the FBI that her older sister admitted that six-year-old Kathy died after being beaten, tied up, and gagged in a closet in the Davidson Chicago apartment. Although the abuse was intentional, Joy believes the death was an accident, and in her guilt over Kathy's death, Anna turned to religion. Whatever the reason, the Youngs moved to Atlanta, Georgia, and began a life of mission work. In the early 1980s, they moved to Florida. When the House of Prayer began to take shape, Mother Anna laid out a rigid set of Old Testament beliefs. Wearing full-length robes and adhering to a Levitical diet of organic vegetables, fruits, and legumes were just some of the changes she made in her life. Like many other destructive cult leaders, 
Over time, Mother Anna became increasingly egocentric, unpredictable, punitive, and remorseless. She distorted the tenets of her Pentecostal faith to punish and control her followers. Adults and children were separated. Anyone who sinned was beaten. Children who were possessed by a demon were tortured and starved. Survivors of the cult recall extreme punishment such as being locked in a box or cage for days with no food, water, or toilet. It was the torture, starvation, and murder of three-year-old Eamon Moses Harper that Anna Elizabeth Young would eventually be charged with murdering. Mother Anna used fear through emotional and physical abuse to control and manipulate her followers because despite the mistreatment, they stayed. Followers of Mother Anna rarely, if ever, tried to stop the beatings and degradation, and they never told anyone on the outside. In 1992, Mother Anna was charged with felony child abuse after bathing 12-year-old Nikki Nicholson in a steel tub full of caustic chemicals that permanently burned her skin. It was to teach her a lesson for not bathing properly. But after the charges were made, Mother Anna fled from Florida and managed to stay under the police radar for eight years. In 2001, she was finally convicted. When she was arrested in Illinois, she was using the name Elizabeth Mother Anna McDuffie and was employed as a home health care worker. She pled no contest and was sentenced to six months in prison. She lived quietly in Cobb County, Georgia for the next 15 years. In fact, Anna's past might have remained behind her if not for a mother-daughter fight in 2017. Joy Fluker says she and her mother had gotten into a fight over her 15-year-old because she felt her mother was undermining her parenting. Her mother came at her with a metal lamp, and for the first time, Joy openly accused her mother of murder. Joy said that night began her quest to find justice for the boy she knew as Moses, who had died in the cult. Since then, detectives have traveled the country, putting their case against Mother Anna together. Their investigation indicates that Anna not only tortured children in her boarding school between March 1988 and June 1992, but committed the premeditated first-degree homicide murder of Eamon Harper, who was also known as Moses. In December 2017, a grand jury indicted Anna on a first-degree murder charge for Moses' death. Law enforcement arrested her in Marietta, Georgia, where she had lived for the past 15 years and was now going by her married name of Anderson. She has entered a plea of not guilty and is currently awaiting trial in the Alachua County Jail. Officials, however, don't believe this is the end of their investigation into Mother Anna and that she may in fact have left behind a long trail of victims over the past half century. Children usually get involved in cults because their parents belong to one. The parents are themselves manipulated and mentally controlled by their leader or guru. The sad fact is that children growing up in cults don't really have any real parents. They belong to the leader and its ideology. They are taught to believe that the leader's law is above society's law. They learn to lie, to fool teachers, to hide secrets. They are often trained to become small criminals, but they learn to survive. Joy Fluker played a pivotal role in her mother's arrest. She believes her mom killed at least three children and maybe one more. She'll testify against her. She hopes to encourage other witnesses to speak out. 
but as a daughter of the cult leader, it's complicated. I love my mom because I see the good in her, but I also see the sickness, and I feel sorry for her. These are some of the things that Fluker told me. She also feels tremendous guilt for not speaking up sooner, not telling her mom to confess to what she said she did. Family members have turned against Joy for turning her mother in, but she doesn't regret what she has done. She says it's time for her to take responsibility for not speaking up and telling the truth. And now she wants her mom to do the same.